You're listening to the Online Pastor Coach Podcast, the show that brings you new and fresh ways to connect with your digital church with your hosts, Joey Santos and Jason Morris. You know, my mom was 24 hours from going to surgery to fix her heart problem. And 24 hours before that happened, mm-hmm. she passed away. So she, she didn't make it. Like she was literally 24 hours to walk in the hospital, fix her heart, not wow. having more issues. Um, so we're, we're not expecting, like she was fine. She was okay. And uh, we're not expecting that to happen. But Sunday morning, she woke up, went to the restroom, um, to her bathroom and collapsed and never came back. Um, so, you know, it was like Sunday morning, eight in the morning, I got this call from my brother in Brazil and like he tell, gave me the news and hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> so from from like a, a work church perspective, have they like been uh, flexible, giving you time? How has it affected, you know, church in the bar, well, all that stuff? Yeah, it, here, here's the interesting thing. So I have a very interesting arrangement with this church because I used to do some freelance stuff before and I want to continue to do it. And they wanted me here so bad that I said, that's fine, but I cannot be attached to office hours or office. So I'll promise to do my job. If I fail to do my job, that's one thing. But if I keep up my job, I need to have the freedom to kind of like do what I need to do. So I actually have a pretty sweet arrangement with that because I don't have an office and I don't have office hours. I just get the job done. Um, in this situation, really, they they pull all the stops to help us uh, through the, I mean, they they literally like whatever they needed to do to help, but they step up, they staff stepped up, the leadership stepped up and, uh, and they're like giving full support. The church at the bar, um, they've been going well all these days and, um, and they they have been incredible uh, throughout this. Uh, I was out for two weekends, um, but I've been receiving mm-hmm. messages, and they uh, they send me cards. And then um, last week they surprised me um, with uh, the funds to cover my trip. So this was the church of the bar. Oh wow! Yeah, this is the church of our people. No. They, they like we want to we want to help you to cover your trip to Brazil to see your dad and all that. So uh, it was an incredible like sense of you know like community and care and and so it has been good. It has, I mean, it has uh, um, has not been a, a a burden at all. Actually, no, they they are doing everything to make sure the the church the job is not a burden. Like I, I don't have to worry about anything, and so that has been really refreshing. Though it has been. They, so they, they never put a time frame. You have to be this you know, time. I, you have, yeah. Sorry, say that again. That's that's incredible. They're, yeah. I was going to say that um, in times like, like what you're going through, that's when you see the reality of church in ways that you, I don't know, you do it. You do it. It's kind of like when you're in crisis, then you know who's family and who's not and uh, who's a real friend and who's not. And um, what, what I love about what 
you're doing with Church in the Bar and um, how the distributed decentralized church can be a real family in a real community. And that is something that sometimes when you get in a large scale, it's it can be harder if you don't have at the same time some kind of subgroup of people. Um, and as a pastor, it's it's strange because most, I don't know if you're probably this way too, just because um, I think a lot of pastors are this way where they give all the time and they're used to, you know, um, meeting other people in their time of need. But what's great about a really healthy church is that they're helping you in your time of need, not because you're the pastor, but because you're their friend. Exactly. And it, that makes, that makes all the difference in the world. And that's, it, it, that's, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly how it feels. It doesn't feel like, oh gosh, we got to support our pastor. Mm -hmm. No, he's one of us. Right. And, um, and exactly. that's how they, and, do you know what I mean? Because it, it's kind of interesting. Um, none of the cards, none of the phone calls, none of the messages start with, hey, pastor, I'm just calling you. No, the, the, the phone right. calls, the card said, Joey, man, we were praying for you and your family in this time. And so, you know what I mean? And, and I, just this little thing, it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, uh, it makes a huge mm -hmm. difference to notice that like, they're not responding to me as an authority, but they're responding to the situation because I'm just part of the body. Um, and I think that's extremely important. I, I was thinking, um, we, you mentioned about that, about groups and, you know, I mean, we can jump into the online, but I, I think more than I, I, I had over groups, right? Like, and, and I think more than I jump into the group situation in churches, and I, I think that ha there's a shift happening. Uh, and as long as groups they're associated with some, some form of program or, or feels like a program. I think people are more sensitive to notice that like, I don't want a that, I want a real community. I just, just attach me to a community. Right. Just, I want to be part of a community. I don't want to be part of a program, right? So uh, uh, that's one, like one of, one of the things I started doing, I said, let's stop promoting the Bible study that's going to go talk about the book of John and let's just talk about being community. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, it, and it's kind of interesting right. because I do. there's so much resistance to that. There's so online or in person, there's really? so much resistance to that language. Oh, yes. There was like, no, hold on. But, but people need to know what they were studying or, or you get, you get Bobby scholars, right? Say, saying, hold on. <laughs> 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 you get Bible, you get Bible scholars, right? Say, say, hey, hold on, now you're not teaching the Bible. You're just having fun, just because you're changing the language. You understand? And that's that's the thing for me is a battle. It's like we we don't. Okay, I, I've got some ideas. On it, okay, go ahead. So, um, so. Our, our online group, you know how our church, we're in like major transition right now, going toward a decentralized model of ministry rather than, or as the primary, there will mm -hmm. always be centralized ministry in the big box, you know, first celebration, that sort of thing. Yeah. 
but we're not kidding ourselves into thinking that's getting real discipleship done or real community done. Now it's great for celebration. And I think there's a place for that. Um, and it can catalyze uh, a lot of the discipleship that can happen in a smaller and more uh, community-based setting. So um, it, there's like this huge shift going on. And one of the things that I noticed with our online groups and particularly the one that I'm leading right now is I am intentionally making a transition um, away from, now just, just hang with me a little bit because there's, there's like a process. Ultimately, what I want the group to feel like is it just an extended family where we get together, do DBS, and the primary thing is the community, not the content. That's what people, I mean, that's why I go. I don't go so that I can learn something. I'm, you know, but I will say this, um, processing scripture in community is a completely different experience than individually. Like for whatever reason, we get this idea that to have our quiet time, we have to do it individually. And you don't really see that in the Bible. You see in the book of Acts where they, plural, devoted themselves, mm -hmm. plural, to the apostles' teaching, breaking of bread, prayer, all of these things that we tend to think of as spiritual exercises, as in solo individual sport. When you look at the book of Acts, it was stuff that they always did together. It's a team sport. Mm -hmm. And even when you're like, you know, reading the Bible, why aren't we reading the Bible together? You know, that's the thing. So it's like, what, what I'm trying to do is get our group to a place where we are um, not like, like what you're saying um, that I think is super healthy is that you have created in the church and the bar a family where they are in this time of your need ministering to you as a friend mm -hmm. and as family, not as their path. Because when it comes right down to it, Jesus is the head of the church. And the rest of us, <laughs> we're all just yeah. a bunch of morons compared to him. Exactly. So, so it's like, no, no, that's not even it. It's just different parts of the body of Christ, not the body of Jason or the body of whatever kind of church yeah. name you want to put on it. So all that, all that to say, what I'm trying to do is get our group into the, a place where we're just... Um, encouraging one another to love and good deeds, much like what we see in the book of Acts and use that as basically like a, a coaching call almost in group where I'm encouraging them to, you know, I'm investing in faithful men who will be able to teach others also kind of an idea. Now it didn't start that way. It started off as just your average, you know, Bible study or group yeah. study that will watch some video or whatever. Right. And then discuss, maybe we will, if we feel guilty about it, spend five minutes toward the end in prayer, you know, whatever, right. That's kind of what my experience has been. You do that online and it can function, right. What I'm discovering now though, is some, something completely different. It might be the same people, but what, what we've done is, is we've just opened up the scripture and the, this one campaign is super helpful because it works as a transition into DBS style, which is just scripture based. 
But what we mm -hmm. have is uh, these videos from the Lumo project that are yeah. visual representations, movies, and the soundtrack is scripture. So it transitions people yeah. from going from a video-based, some teacher teaching me about the scripture to a video that is scripture to what we're going toward is just scripture. And so I, and what I'm, what, what I'm discovering is, and what I'm teaching our uh, group to do is, is to recognize the value of processing scripture in community. So mm -hmm. every single time, and if you notice, Judas did this too. Um, he would process things in community by asking questions that he already knew the answers to. And whenever somebody said something like really insightful, he would tell them, heaven and earth revealed that to you. Not I did taught you this, not yeah. you are so smart, but you are being used by God right now for the benefit of everyone. And so when we're processing scripture together, we'll watch a video and then it's just the same kind of DBS questions. What does this tell you about God? What does this tell you about humanity? What is Jesus telling you to do? And how can we pray for you and help you? That's it, you know? Yes. And so we're watching this scripture and constantly reinforcing the idea of when someone, you know, shares something, you know, halfway insightful, I'm like, whoa, that is so amazing. I, mm -hmm. I hope you guys hear what Jesus is telling us through Judy right now. Yeah. And that's not by accident. I'm so grateful that I got to hear, because I didn't think of this. I got to hear Jesus through you. And, and then we're getting, I'm in like week two of this particular thing. I'm getting to the place where because this, the questions are so simple and everyone is beginning to be aware of how God is using them and the insights that God is giving them that they need to share for the benefit of the group, they're gaining confidence. And I've done it already in a couple of other instances. And I know that I'm on the verge, of, I can feel it. I'm on the verge of being able to say to somebody, hey, why don't you lead the group? Because it's super easy. Yeah. You watch the scripture. Yeah. And you ask more questions. I mean, it, and, and you spend a lot of time praying together because those questions are, what is Jesus telling you to do? How can we help? When anyone shares, what is Jesus telling you to do? Actual action steps of obedience. Mm -hmm. I think that I need to, whatever that is. Then it's like, okay, that's awesome. God, that God revealed that to you. We're going to pray that God will empower you to do that right now. So instead of it being prayer requests on, you know, my, my dog that I had to put down or my <laughs> uncle who is having toe surgery, you know, what, I, what we're praying for is my own spiritual growth and mm -hmm. the actions and the steps of obedience that changes the dynamic. So instead of us pontificating about what some teacher said about scripture, we're letting Jesus and the Holy Spirit talk directly to us and we're praying for one another to obey what Jesus told us. And that changes everything. And what happens is there's a community that's coming together around this basic thing and it feels totally different. And it happens, I mean, the ones we're doing are online um, and there's folks from all over the place, you know? And Absolutely. basically I is, is teaching me that 
Oh no, I, I, absolutely, and it's kind Go of ahead. interesting. I just you, you, no, no, you describe all that, and I I like it because that's the visual, literally the visual. I think we all need to have about groups because I've been I've been like following some churches, our own church experience, how groups have developed, and it's kind of interesting because at, at the moment that we keep pushing for, here's here's a Bible study opportunity, or here. Uh, or here's a here's a here's a, a group going to meet about you know moms or, or whatever those things are that feels that's program that's like okay it, it, people are like uh, I don't have time because if it's a program it's optional it's it's kind of like if I have time I'll do it right. well nobody got time so since I don't have time to do it I'm right. going to do something it, else it is, or gonna, I'm not going to engage on it right and if you do a program. Uh, there is an agenda that I must submit myself to. And if yeah. there happens to be a match between what I feel like God is telling me and that agenda, then that's awesome. But what if it's not? No, hold on. But and so let, if, and that's what ask, I look at, particular method. No, let, let me ask you this. <laughs> Go ahead. Because there's an audio delay. That's interesting. Um, uh, okay. There, There's an interesting how how do you change that so, so in a church-wide aspect of it online and in person how do you change because what you're what you're what you're promoting there what you're suggesting is that we literally change the dna of how we actually meet and why we meet in groups so is this like a church-wide campaign or is this like you're gonna you're gonna do like one group at a time Well, for now we're doing churchwide campaign, but it has to happen on a grassroots level. We're our next steps team and our groups team and our Acts 2 community team completely understands what I just described because we've talked a lot about it together. And um, it is it is a different way of thinking about the body of Christ. Whereas instead of me creating a program, having an agenda and a vision that we want you to execute, church, it reverses the whole thing and says, what is Jesus telling you? How can we help you and equip you um, in what Jesus is telling you? Now, that takes a lot more intentionality and a lot more work. And there are some people who don't want, they don't want to discover their calling or and they don't want it to, um, work on their character. They want to be spoon fed everything. And it's like, okay, we can, we can work with that, you know, but it is a different thing altogether when um, the church and the resources of the church are helping me um, be what Jesus wants me to be rather than me figuring out how I fit in the agenda of the church. It's like the, instead of, it's like the Home Depot thing. It's like, you can do it, we can help, rather than us having a program or, you know, a structure that says we can do it and you can help through volunteerism and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, volunteerism is great. Um, and it gets messy because sometimes it can feel a little disorganized and decentralized and organic in the messy kind of a way. But if you do that at a smaller scale, it's workable. If you try to pull off that at a very large scale, 
in a big box, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. And that's why going through uh, helping people at that smaller scale level is so much easier and they can find um, help that they need so much easier within the other members of the group. And so it is a different way of thinking about it for sure. But I believe, especially now in COVID and you know, whenever it's gonna, I already think we're in our new normal, but you know, whenever the, you know, things go back to whatever normal we're used to, that starts to feel like it's supposed to be, um, people are with their own sense of um, needs and mental health issues and all the stuff that we're all dealing with are so much more aware now of the need that they have for community way more whatever kind of content we can give them. And they sense the need of being able to tap into a strength and a power that is beyond their human um, capacity. And that's where scripture comes in Mm -hmm. because scripture isn't content. It's the word of God. And there's many, the more middlemen we place in between people and the word of God, I think we're missing it. We're just gumming up the whole system. Let that, Jesus can, speak to you. Develop a little yeah, bit on ahead. that, though. No, develop <laughs> a little bit on that because you got my attention there. Tell me about this. Scripture is not content; is the Word of God. Right. Yes, that's what's different. That's precisely why the Bible is the best-selling book in the world. It's not because it's not a book. <laughs> it's it's God yeah. talking. So um, when and when people are in need and when people are in crisis, they they are desperate for hearing God talking. And what people are not desperate for today, especially, is more entertainment, more uh, information. <laughs> What they need is wisdom, you know, <laughs> they need, absolutely. You know, we need insight. We need. And so, so that's where the word of God comes in. And we, we're, we're operating in a, in a place where, oh man, it, cause it used to be like a hundred years ago after, you know, people, everybody had a Bible, they knew their Bible to begin with. Mm-hmm. So the idea of getting a more relevant Bible, and more uh, modern ways of looking at the Bible made sense because of the foundation that already existed. They were already in the word and they already understood the word. The problem we have today is people thought over the years, over the decades, I believe, is that um, they replaced the word of God with you know, people talking about the word of God. And wow, okay, to, hold to on. a certain degree, that's okay. <laughs> like that, that, that right there, it's I think it's a big difference though, is talking the word of God instead of about the word of God. I mean, that's the shift yeah. on 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 how we process what we share in church, though, where we're sharing our groups or we what we do at church, right? Because I think you're yeah. right. I think we have focus way too much um, in a church in general, overall, in, in terms of, you know, are we really talking about the word of God? Are we actually teaching, sharing, living 
the exact the word of God. We are we're doing the, the we call the CC Life Easter experience. But you you kind of gave me the pointers there to do the Lumo videos through the Bible app, doing the group, and mm -hmm. and we're doing yeah. this like pretty much through the Lent season. You know, we're doing like forty two days all mm -hmm. the way up to Easter, and as the daily thing, it has been just yep. amazing to see people participating, like just commenting on purely the scripture, like he, he, this scripture. I mean, there's, there's nice. a scripture where in the book of Mark, when Jesus is, is using illustration about the woman who left her husband uh, for another man. And so he's talking about a divorce mm -hmm. and you got a people in the group that's like, this scripture speaks directly to me because I've been through divorce. And I like, you just see people like, they don't know each other. They don't know personally know each other, but they're sharing. They're actually expressing yeah. how that scripture really applies to them, pure and simple. And they're getting support from each other just mm -hmm. uh, by doing that. So we're experiencing that. But that's, I think it's so powerful. That's why I kind of like, I want us to just massage this a little bit because I think this is important for pastors, for ministry leaders uh, to really like embrace. And it's not that they don't, it's not, but at some point, we get so desperate about the, the the church people not connecting people not coming then we jump into the gimmick we're like okay this is like this teaching the bible things not working anymore so let me just kind of like i gotta jump i gotta right i gotta put something in here that's gonna help no instead of i think you just hit me you hit us so right. strong to me that is people need value and we got the most valuable thing we can give people to help their entire life why not give them pure and simple well, I mean, it's that simple to me. Right. Yeah, me too. And there's, it's not to say, here's, here's the thing that it's like, uh, um, I, I'm not sure why it's like this. And I, I would love to figure it out. But if, you know, in COVID, every other um, part of the marketplace has been forced, just like the church, to make adjustments to their business model or their, their primary way of doing mm -hmm. whatever they do. And if you look at a lot of how the prevailing model of church pre-COVID functioned, it seemed as though it was like a mixture of the educational space, the theater space, and the, mu and the music space, right? All of which have been highly disrupted even pre-COVID by digital stuff mm -hmm. and even more so in COVID. All of these transitions and each of these other marketplace spaces have been poking at different ways of doing online education, streaming services instead of, you know, movies or whatever, and, you know, digital music, which <laughs> is just all over the place, right? Oh, yeah. And even like figuring out ways of doing digital concerts. So you take all of those things together and you have pretty much, you know, and I know I'm, I'm like being super reductionistic in my way of, you know, oversimplifying because there is a, there is a spiritual element that cannot be measured um, in what I'm saying. But when you take the, the nuts and bolts of how a church would construct a service, there's an educational piece, there's like a music inspirational concert piece, there's a little bit of, you know, theater stuff going on, you put all that stuff together, 
And that's kind of the way that we were used to doing church. Mm -hmm. And if each of these other sectors have had to wildly upend their entire models of how they've done things, who are we to think that we don't have to as well? And I, I believe that one of the, even if even if we were to decide that this is the way that church should be done, like a church service should be done, um, we would still have to redo it. <laughs> well, I, again, <laughs> because I, you know we still have to redo it digitally, and one could argue that in like First Corinthians fourteen, there are things that we are doing that actually kind of go against scripture in that particular format that we're used to. Like when it says, let each one of you bring a, a psalm, a prophecy, a word of knowledge. There is a participation of every single person that sometimes in the show we kind of ignore. And I think that we might be awakening ourselves to a more primal and biblical form of a church service, the way that the Bible shows us. Um, I don't know that we've figured it out yet. And there, there are ways that, you know, I think that I see some bright spots here and there. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think I, I even know, you know, we're so far away from it now. But I do know this, that the whole thought of, we got to maintain this, people aren't coming. So we got to do something so people come. I'm like, well, maybe that's the wrong approach altogether. Yeah. Maybe we need to go back to the drawing board and just kind of redo what, what uh, gathering yeah. of the church could be. Uh, here's what I like about this conversation, because I want to I step for a second outside the church arena, because you brought it up, right? I mean, the market has changed around us. You know, so the, I, I look back probably 10 years, 15 years, we saw the first wave come in when all the online stores, you know, shopping experience changed right. and, and the, destroyed the malls all around the country. Why? Because, you know, yeah. I, 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 my experience going to the mall, your experience going to the mall is like I, I walk in by myself with my family and I walk to the stores, I buy what I want. And the only time I can really experience some sense of community inside the mall, because I don't experience it with anybody else. I either go with my family to a food court and sit down and eat, and that's our community time, right? Or that's mm -hmm. it. I'm, I'm not in the mall with thousands of people when we're having this experience all together, like exchanging the sense of it. So in terms of, if you look at the mall, the program is what? Go stuff. Well, Amazon came in and, and said, hey, there's, if this is a program, I, can, I have an easier way for you to do this, much more efficient and much more cheaper, and you don't have to worry about parking spots. So here's, here's a place for you. Well, it's interesting, though, because I start noticing, and this is just my opinion. I'm not saying this based on research or anything. I'm just saying by noticing the next wave is movie theaters. Why? Because the movie theaters now, you know, you, you can get a, like a, a new release movie. You can get at home through HBO or, or Disney Plus, like yep. new release. Like you, you can go to a movie theater. And if you look at movie theaters, it's a replica of the church. We all sit looking forward to a, a certain point ahead of you. Yeah. You're not having any sense of community. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it was incredible. I signed, I, I have a, a it's Link TV. It's Link TV. That's why we, we use at home. And some channels, mm -hmm. some events on this Link TV 
I can actually add other people, invite other people to watch with me a live event, a live show. And they all show on yes. the screen with me. And we have community. So again, it's not about the yes. program, it's about exactly. the community experience. I think if you can just pay attention what culturally is happening, what the market, I, I know for some churches, if we use the link the market, they may get a little like, that's not good enough because it's not, it's not divine. Okay, I get it. Uh, let's talk about the community aspect of it. So let's look for the community experience. Just look around you. The things that don't represent community, they are suffering a tremendous change. The things that represent community has yeah. not changed. You have not seen a restaurant closed down because the experience, because the restaurant is the place you go for community. Bars are the place you go for community. So if I, I think if the church just stop for a second and pay attention, just that those mm -hmm. aspects around and say, okay, hold on. If that's happening, if that's how people are looking at, if they're in terms of program, I can modify my program and I can make it better. But a community experience mm -hmm. has to be lived out in, in, in either digitally or in person. That has to be where it's at. So exactly. Yeah, and I think one of the things that um, I've been, you know, kind of rolling around in my head is when Jesus told his disciples, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. And that to me, there's like, Jesus is revealing stuff to me right now. I'm, it's probably just because I'm so dense, but the, the, the thing for me, you know how we have this idea that um, discipleship functions in the context of relationships? We, I've heard that phrase before, mm -hmm. um, but it's more than just relationships when we're talking about like community and stuff, I think maybe a better way of, it is, it's helpful for me anyway, of imagining it is friends. And if you think about this for a minute, and this is something that I'm, you know, like rediscovering myself, and it's probably, I'm way late to the game on this, um, is that for many, many years, I've discipled people that I would not necessarily call my friends. But now I am in a group of friends that we're journeying together to be more like Jesus. It feels really different mm -hmm. than me having a, like you were saying, a program and an agenda and a scope and sequence and like, you know, pass fail kind of a deal. It's more like we're friends first. Just like when Jesus told his disciples, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. He said that to his disciples. And when I can, as a pastor, and this is what I love about, you know, your story at the beginning is that as a pastor, the friendship is the primary relationship, not your position mm -hmm. as a pastor. And I think that's probably more like Jesus than we understand. And if we can be friends first, I believe that evangelism and discipleship will be so natural <laughs> and more powerful than if we had an agenda. Thanks for joining us this week on the Online Pastor Coach Podcast. 
make sure to visit our website, onlinepastorcoaching.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, and many other podcast platforms, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our ebook, A Local Church with a Global Reach. Joey and Jason are available for private coaching. Just send us a message. Now go make a global impact for the kingdom until next time.